What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. A seasoned pro with a new album and a hot emerging punk trio with songs still in process, but we have the rough cuts. David Messier and the Living Rumors are here today. It's Music Friday Live. California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk to you, so you can call in 347-215-7511 or email us. I know a lot of you are there with your headphones on at work, so email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, I want to say welcome to our listeners at the CyberStationUSA.com network. They're out in Boston and also all their radio affiliates who will, who will hear us later today and tonight. If you have questions or comments, remember, you can call in live here or you can send us email. If you're listening to us on one of the stations that uh, replays us later tonight, go ahead and send us an email. We'll forward it on to our guest. And the same thing goes for everybody who hears us in England tomorrow. Yes, we're broadcast in England. That's on the Artistic Echoes Network. And we will forward all your emails to our guests. Now, in case you haven't noticed, I do have a cold. <clears throat> so I may have to hit the cough button occasionally. Uh, you probably won't know it, but, you know, if I seem to disappear for a second or two, that's what I'm doing, and I will be back. And the reason I'll be back is because one of the best music videos I have seen this year is our next guest visualization of his song, Television is Better Than Love. David Messier knows how to create earworm music that makes you cry or laugh or just wonder about life or all three at once. He's phenomenal and he's a force of nature. He's a record producer with his own major, with his own, excuse me, there's that cold again. He's a, he's a record producer uh, with his own major studio. He's a singer and songwriter uh, in a number of genres. He's a multi-instrumentalist who's even figured out how to make a television set act like a musical instrument. There's no one like him. It's no wonder he received the Austin Under 40 Award and the mayor of Austin declared his birthday last year, David Messier Day. He's just released his sophomore album, Time Bomb, and he's here to play some cuts and talk with us. David, welcome to Music Friday Live. Well, I'd like to just sit here and listen to you say nice things about me. That was lovely. <laughs> what an introduction. Thank you, Pat. Well, you know, like Henry Kissinger used to say, it, all, it has the added advantage of being true. So there you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, let me say, I, uh, the reason I say just nice things is because I love this album, right? You know, I appreciate that very much. Uh, well, I didn't think that you could you could top Waiting for Eldridge, especially the, the, the song on that album, uh, Keeping Up with Fashion. But you have. You know, this album just well, blows me that. away. But, you know, it, it kind of Thank you. Yeah, me. we do it again because, uh, you know, it's like I want to get better every time. So I appreciate that. Well, you certainly did. You certainly did. But I'm kind of puzzled. Um, given your chops and your, your time in the industry and your success as a live musician, how come this is only the second album? You, you must have a huge catalog. I do. Yeah. And, you know, I put out a number of records as the uh, as a member of a group um, uh, back when I lived in Massachusetts, a band called Paper Moon. Mm -hmm. We put out three records. This was this was what this was. Oh, this was back at the turn of the century. <laughs> this was like 2001 <laughs> through 2007. Um, but there's a there's a there is a hiatus there from about 2008. Uh, until 2016, uh, where my work was really focused. I kind of, I had done that thing, right? Being in a band, uh, and I kind of was just in the studio helping others. It's really where uh, 
I flexed my producer chops and uh, spent a, the better part of a decade just making records for others. Um, and finally, in 2016, it, Waiting for Elders was the first record to come out under my name. Yeah. Um, my first solo album. Um, I think I was 37 or 38 years old when I finally got around to it. So, uh, And now this second one, Time Bomb. So uh, I was busy that whole time. I never stopped writing music, but I just, I don't know, man. I, I, 10 years of being in a band and I was just, licking my wounds from that i was happy to be in the studio it's safe in there <laughs> i know what you mean well you 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 mentioned um uh the new album time bomb uh and uh so i'm i think that we should uh, hear some of what you have been doing uh and so let's uh let's listen to a little bit of time bomb it's a the title song of the new album if it was so bad you think I'd know about it If you were so sad You'd think that would be clear And it seems like I never see it coming no one knows how long it's been since we lit the fuse, and life is a time bomb. Life is a time Time bomb, and I have a question for you about that. Why is life a time bomb? <laughs> you know, this this track uh, it became the title track, Patrick, because it's just one of my favorite pieces of music I think I've ever uh, had the pleasure to be a part of, and it was very uh, stream of consciousness. Um, I had written this song. We we found when I say we, me and Dave Madden, the producer of the record went through all my voice memos on my phone and had this kind of cool Wurlitzer lick that was, you know, going in this progression. And I was kind of humming. I said, what was I saying? And I, I swore I said time bomb. <laughs> and, uh, it was, I wrote it on the spot. Um, it's, you know, life, life is a time bomb. Of course life is a time bomb. I mean, we're all, we're all walking around with a clock counting backwards over our heads. Right. But thank goodness we can't see, you know, yeah. Um, I, maybe that was the metaphor. I don't know. I, I say in it, I don't know how to, I don't know how to build a time bomb. And I think yeah. what I really meant was I, I really don't know how to dismantle a time bomb. Uh, but you know, <laughs> I, how, how do you look at it? Right. Life is a time bomb and I don't know how to build a time bomb. So put it together. Just well, maybe I don't know how to build a life. You say a couple of other interesting things in there. Um, first of all, you ask, is there anybody here who wants to, to hear your point of view. And obviously there must be because we wouldn't be having this conversation. So in your point of view, is, 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 a, is, there, is a larger question there or did you just talk about it? And the fact that, you know, nobody gets out of this, of life alive. Um, that was just me being in the moment, honestly. And I'm not trying to be cute answering the question. I, it was a very stream of consciousness writing. Uh, and is there anybody even listening to this? I, I think it's a question <clears throat> most writers can relate to at some point, yeah. no matter how confident one is in their ability, that, that creeps in. I'm sure whether you're a poet or an author or a songwriter, at some point it occurs to you, is, is anybody even listening to this? <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. Well, we have a saying around the studio here that uh, poetry is not dead. We just call it lyrics now. And uh, you've got <laughs> yeah, some, yeah. you've got some nice poetry in there. The the line, but I don't ever want to let you down or lay you down or weigh you down. That's really nice yeah. writing. And is, is that the kind of thing that just sort of pops into your head in the moment? Yeah, 
that's exactly how it happened. In this particular instance, that's exactly how it happened. Um, the line for me that, that makes that song special to me is, um, oh, when I say, uh, I will always be the one who's down. That has been true about me for better or worse my entire life. Uh, I wear it. I wear it as a badge of honor. Okay. Well, um, I actually uh, think we should move on to another song here, another song on the album that's getting a whole lot of notice, uh, especially for its um, very funny video. It's called "Is Television Better Than the survive the song, but I guess not. No, no. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> That's all right. It's, its place in history is now cemented, all right? Um, Good. So where did the idea come from about television being better than love? Um, you know, it was really, I'm kind of a, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a punk, and uh, my wife and I were, she, she's always wanted to go places and I always want to stay home. And this is a pretty tried and true story. And uh, I forget where we were going, but I was just being silly in the car. I was kind of singing like a nursery rhyme. Like, I don't want to go out. I want to stay home and watch television. And I said, you know, te- singing stuff like television is better than going out. Television is better than your friends. And then I said, television is better than love. And it just stuck with me. I said, that's just a great line. Television is better than love. And, you know, once I got to an instrument and started kind of futzing around with it, uh, there were all these really fun plays on words with uh, wordplay with, uh, you know, the current state of binge watching. And uh, I was able to kind of fit these kind of cheesy references to to love, you know, like, like if you were to take a, a really bad love sonnet, you know, this kind of moon in June, that kind of cheesy thing, uh, but talking about a television and uh, it, it it was fun. It was actually fun to write. And I'm sure a lot of people sympathize with you on it, too. Um, there's a <laughs> line in there. <laughs> we won't go into that. There's a line in there that um, I think is one of life and love's truths. Well, we can't always be on, and it's not our fault. Uh, you know, yeah. I really love that. You just came out and admitted it. I mean, to me, that's mm-hmm. one of the best lines of the song. Right next to the line, I want a TV embrace. Um, great writing. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you ever get your TV embrace? Yes, I'm I'm fortunately loved. But you know, that's really the sentiment of the of the piece. Uh, You know, we we can't always be on, and it's not all our fault. We can't always be on like a television. You know, Um, and that's why television does beat love sometimes, as I think you were about to allude to, because it's just always on. What are you going to do? Sit there and stare at the wall? (laughs) No, you end up watching the television. (laughs) Well, um, I'm not sure that it's it's always supposed to be on, but um, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Let me remind our audience that we are talking with uh, David Messier. And you can talk with them, too. You can call us, 347-215-7511. Or some of you are already emailing, so you must be enjoying the uh, conversation. Um, but for those you haven't emailed, if you want to, it's musicfridaylive at gmail. Go to some of the emails, David. Um, sure. Ralph in Dallas, not too far away. And he wants to know, will you be playing live up here anytime? I don't have a show booked in Dallas at the moment, but I, I am playing here in Austin. Um, my next show is January 18th uh, at a really cool listening room called The Townsend. Uh, if he's up for a, a – Ralph, if you're up for a weekend in Austin, it's a cool place uh, to see. Uh, I'll be playing in Austin again in March, but uh, I hope to hit Dallas this year. And if he wants to uh, uh, visit davidmessier.com, we keep that updated with the, the shows. Um, but I, I, I anticipate okay. by the end by the end of next year, anyway, we'll be in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. What's your uh, favorite uh, um, venue in Dallas? Uh, what's that place? Uh, oh, I was just talking to somebody when we filmed our Balcony TV episode about it. it the name just completely vanished out of my head. Um, okay. But I, the Kessler, I mean, the Kessler Theater is probably the, I mean, that's the right. nicest spot, I think, at the moment. Yeah, and I've, I've actually been there, too, and I, I, I agree with you. That is a wonderful spot. Um, and what's your and what's your one in uh, Austin? Is it the Townsend? I love listening rooms. Yeah, the Townsend's up there. Uh, I, I'm At this point in my, in my performances, I tend to enjoy more intimate, uh, smaller listening yeah. room environments than a, than a larger bar, but always happy to play. Okay. Do you ever play in L.A.? I haven't. I haven't done a show in Los Angeles, uh, no, but that, I, that happening, uh, promoting this record as well. Well, please let us know because uh, <clears throat> we, can, we can cover the show, and, uh, which means we can help promote the tour and also just be nice to – to meet and um, off yeah, there, I, I can give you some suggestions. But in the meantime, um, as I said early on in the introduction, you're a big believer in giving back. You know, like and one of the places you, two of the places you give back to is um, Ham, the Health Alliance for Austin Musicians, and also the Sims Foundation. Can you tell us about yeah. these two organizations and what you do with them? Uh, sure. I mean, what, what I do is I'm. I mean, I'm a I'm a supporter. Uh, I support my time and, and financially when I can, uh, I volunteer when I can, but both of those organizations were so fortunate to have them here in Austin. Uh, the, the ham, the health Alliance for Austin musicians, uh, helps, uh, full-time musicians in Austin, uh, get access to affordable health care, And, uh, the Sims foundation, which is very near and dear to my heart helps with, uh, uh, mental health and addiction recovery. Um, they are a phenomenal organization. In fact, my wife sits on the board of, of the Sims Foundation, and uh, I just couldn't possibly say enough things about them. Uh, anybody out there listening that still hasn't finished their holiday giving, uh, 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 talk about an organization that makes a difference, either one of those. Okay, we got some more emails in here. Um, Mocha in New York City says that he loves your irony and your humor, and he wants to know when he's going to see you in New York. I, I would think love to. I, I got to. I got to come up there. Um, you know, in fact, we were reached out to by um, uh, Pace Magazine. You know, they do their uh, in-studio there in their Manhattan studio, and they, they, they asked me to come up there and do a performance. So when I do that, I'm going to schedule some New York dates. You know, a place I used to play in New York all the time, uh, I just found out closed, the Continental Club. 
Oh. Which was right off of uh, Second. It's right near St. Mark's and Second, if I remember correctly. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, back in the early, mid-2000s, I was, you know, always playing either Continental Club or Arlene's Grocery. Uh, what was that place in uh, Hotel Delancey? Uh, I used to love going to New York to play. We would do weekend blowouts. And um, again, stay tuned for that. DavidMestier.com. I am going to get there. Okay. All right. Right, at, right after you go to LA, I hope. Uh, anyway, I hope so. uh, you mentioned that uh, you're a record producer. And I find actually that's very fascinating that you are in the studio business. You own Same Sky uh, Productions, which is a major studio in East Austin. Does running a studio compete with your singer-songwriter time, or do they mutually support one another? You know, inter- interesting question. I, I, I mean, I would say uh, it's a little of both because it certainly is a competition of time. One of the reasons I'm not out touring more, and my answer to these questions isn't, oh, I'll be there February 3rd, is because I am, uh, thankfully, tied to the studio um i make the majority of my living producing and recording music uh, for others and uh, so it does cut into my ability to i'm not i'm not going to go out and do 200 dates to support time bomb it's just not reasonable for me at this point uh in my life but at the same time you know being a presence on the scene of singer songwriters and outperforming is so much of how we end up connecting to other musicians that become clients and friends and participate, make their music at the studio. So um, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, I suppose. Okay. All right. Well, let's place. It it does make sense. Uh, It's complicated as people say, and, uh, but it results in some great music and I want to play some of that great music. Um, Let's go back to the album, and this is It's Alive. Why don't you get up and get over it? If it would make you feel better, I could tell you a lie and bring it to life. I'd give it horns and Well, I'm going to assume that that song is not about Frankenstein, but I'm (laughs) not sure completely what's going on in there. There seem to be at least two stories, a fantasy one and a memory. What's happening in that song? Mm. Uh, You know, um, just first of all, just because I wrote it doesn't mean I know what it's about. I think that's important. Uh, I, I, I hope it's connecting uh, to people on, on, on any level. Um, to me, the verses are this sort of dark underground laboratory and the chorus is just this really light, airy in the sunshine. And uh, to me, it's about a lie. To me, it's about how one tells a lie constructing that lie almost like Dr. Frankenstein built the monster. And then you take that lie out in, in above ground in real life. And, and it just doesn't never works out. It never goes well. Um, whether that's in a relationship or whatever, you know, the truth is the way to go. And uh, I think that's what the character in this song is uh, discovering. Okay. All right. Well, it, it obviously it's well discovered. Um, you, you refer in that song to the line in that song of why can't you uh, just get up and get and get over it, or why can't you get up and just get over it, which kind of reflects mm. your song "Get Over It," um, kind of a theme about relationships in your music. Uh, 
Um, I want to uh, play one week time for one more song. And the one I've saved for last is Numbers. And this is the kind of song that, uh, well, let's, right. let's just play it. Yeah. I love the tempo. I love the wordplay. Uh, I love I love all the interesting little sound effects that you put in there, and and the way you've engineered it. It is so much fun and so nicely put together. Uh, you get a lot of enthusiasm when you play that song live. Yeah. Uh, it, yes. Absolutely. And, and that song's special uh, in the sense it was kind of the little engine that could. There was definitely a moment where in the studio we didn't think it was going to be on the record it just it there were a couple things wrong with it it felt weird and uh it ended up being something we really fell in love with and yes the audience responds to it um and i i generally tell them before we play it that you know while we were <clears throat> writing and recording this album this new terminology appeared in the world we had never heard it before but suddenly the term alternative facts existed. Yes, and, uh, right. <laughs> I guess, I guess this song uh, is my response to the concept of alternative facts. And uh, some of the things that I say in that song are true. Uh, and uh, some of them aren't, but it was fun to, to play with that idea of, well, if you can just say anything, well, that's what I'm going to do then. Well, uh, well, one of the one of the facts that you throw out is that, and I didn't I didn't know this that the CIA only has nine people. I guess everybody else at the CIA is on TaskRabbit. But, um, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about the printed lyrics uh, versus the sung lyrics. Uh, your printed lyrics say uh, a skunk you can smell, and you uh, uh, can smell you from an hour away, and you sing it um, as a uh, slightly differently. Um, do you, um, do you play around with words depending on how you feel at the time? Yeah. Uh, you know, everything is, uh, subject to change to the last possible moment, but this particular <laughs> example sounds like a typo to me. Um, this is one of the facts that may or may not be true. It's a Googleable thing, but, uh, you know, yeah. a skunk can smell you from a mile away. Well, I was thinking, and, and an unless hour I just screwed it up. I mean, I, I don't. Well, like no, said, it, it's get actually, in there, and I'm I'm trying to perform from the heart. Even if there's a skunk involved, um, actually, I did do some googling, and dogs and skunks and other animals with very high senses of smell can smell the past. They can tell who's Far been there out. an hour away, an, an hour ago, or or two or three days ago. So um, that's why I figured that maybe you're on to something. We got a couple more emails here. Um, Libera in Los Angeles wants to know what bands you've produced and do you ever play with the bands that you've produced? Well, thank you for the question. Yes, I do. I, I certainly do in the studio. Um, I, I, I don't generally go out and perform with the, the bands I produce, but it's uh, – there's a lot of scenarios by with myself and the head engineer and co-producer with me here at same sky productions is uh, Andre Cantavi. He's worked for me for 14 years. And the two of us will take a singer songwriter and a lot of instances, they don't have a, a band and um, it's so much fun to be able to, I'll play all the drums and keys and Andre will play the guitar and bass. And 
we'll do all the background vocals and it's it's a that's a real treat when we get to do that not that it's not fun to uh, produce a, a band as well um things i've worked on recently we're doing a record for a great artist here in austin uh dave share he's got a trio um actually today as i'm talking to you we've got juntos los pinkies in the studio um and we just finished a uh, eight song record for uh, uh artist here in Austin named Brandon Damaris that's going to come out in April um but you know I've I mean I've I've made hundreds of fortunately I've made hundreds of records and uh there's a long list of people I've had the pleasure to work with and and you know the whole concept of same sky productions it's a you're going to find stuff from very different genres uh I like to work all over the map I have not really stuck to one thing well, maybe that's why your music is is multi-genre. That uh, you're sort of genre fluid, if I can use that term. But uh, I like um, that. I like that yeah. thought. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> okay. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time, and uh, in the few seconds we have left, remind people once again where they can get your music and tell them if you've got any concerts coming up. Sure, uh, DavidMessier.com. Uh, M-E-S-S-I-E-R for everything. You got links there to get the music, but the album Time Bomb and Waiting for Eldridge are available on Apple Music, Spotify. We'd love it if you bought it from us at davidmessier.com. And uh, if you're here in in the Central Texas, you can see us uh, January 18th at the Townsend. In Austin. Okay. Well, thank you so much, David, for um, for spending the time with us today. When you get to L.A., let us know. In fact, maybe we should have a conversation some sometime later. I know a lot of places where you would be perfect, and uh, we'll have you on again. So thank you very, awesome. very much. I really, uh, really appreciate it. Uh, that's uh, David Messier. The new album is Time Bomb, and you can get it all at the usual places uh, and on his site, davidmessier.com. We're going to take a break now. When we return, the living rumors are going to be with us. But right now, we're going to take a small trip to Mexico. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja, California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. Yes, we will see you in San Felipe, and maybe when I grow up, I'll have a radio voice like that. <laughs> All right. For a great getaway, a weekend, or maybe even a week, go to mysanfelipevacation.com, and best of all, you can get a 5% discount if you use our discount code. That's M-F-L-A-5, okay? MySanFelipeVacation.com. Discount code is M-F-L-A-5. You know, when bands approach me for airtime, I usually tell them uh, they need to produce at least an album or an EP before I can have them on the show. I decided to make an exception for our next guest, a trio that they're still working on their songs for their first EP, but they have something to say, and I love the way in which they say it. The Living Rumors is a new punk-ish band, and I'll get to why I say ish uh, during as we talk to them, started in the living room of the band's home in L.A. in late 2017. Um, they just self-released their first single, Screw You, along with an in-your-face video for the, for the same track. They're influenced by the Beatles, the Beach Boys, the Velvet Underground, etc. The living rumors push back against people who try to put them or anybody, um, and women in particular, into boxes. And uh, 
which is totally foreign to, to them and the kind of music they make. So I want, we're going to talk to them, and we're going to play some of their fresh sound and the, the great energy that they have. But right now I want to say welcome to them because they're here. Hi. Hello. Good day. Hey, good morning. <laughs> Hello. All right. Since there's three of you, I'm going to ask each of you just to say your name so the audience knows who's talking. Why don't we start with you, True? I'm True. Um, unfortunately, Lucky isn't on the line yet. He's lost what are you talking about? In... Oh. You can't hear me? <laughs> oh, my goodness. What? <laughs> All right. Well, it's a, it's a month of miracles, I suppose. Okay, True. Yeah. Uh, Lucky, say hi. <laughs> This is Lucky A. And the third person? Jacko, I'm here. Okay, okay very good. All right. So Now, um, I understand that you're just now putting together a catalog of songs and that some of the songs that you've sent me to play on the air aren't mastered yet. Is that correct? That is totally correct. Okay. Well, then we uh, we, we wrote a bunch of songs and it was exciting and we got uh, we maybe put the cart before the horse a little bit and uh, ran right into the studio and recorded them and they turned out great but they just need a they need a little more uh, work but a little uh, more love. <laughs> well, you know <laughs> yeah, what they do sound so great. Close. They they do Thank sound you. great. Uh, hey, how long have you guys been together? Uh, uh, did you know each other before the band formed? We yes, we've all known each other for for quite some time. Um, I knew Jacko from a distance when we were in middle school. Um, never had the courage to go up to him and say, "Hey, let's be friends." But um, but we reconnected at a, a music festival um, about a year, a little over a year ago, and um, and I knew I wanted to be in a band. He didn't even play bass, but I said, "Can you please come?" come over and jam out with us. And so he hasn't been able to, to escape yet. And I don't think he, he ever will. (laughs) 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 All right. Um, Well, you know, I, I described you as a punk ish band and I said punk ish because your music is a lot more than that. Um, Are you still working out the living rumor sound or do you intend to always stay flexible musically? Oh, always, always flexible. One of the things I love most about music is that it's ever changing. And um, there's just so, so, so many places you can go. Um, And it it would be silly to limit ourselves to one sound. Um, And I'll let you in on a secret. We have a, an additional member, um, a new guitarist and our sound is already changing a bit with him. So, yeah, I can't wait to see where where we go. So next time I have you on, I can't introduce you as a trio, or uh, I'll have to say, <laughs> or I'll have to say, true in the trio. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right, that well, we'll let's debuting with us this uh, Monday at our show uh, at the Resident. So we're really excited because it's the first time that he's been. He just joined us this week and he hit the ground running. Yeah. It's amazing. He's a really sweet guy. I think he's an old friend of Jacko's. And uh, damn, it it really added a. Uh, we went from a three-legged stool to a kitchen table. We've been just describing it that way. Okay. A dining right. room table. <laughs> Living room table. <laughs> Full Complete with a, with a huge feast on it, right? Well, let, let's, yeah. let's play some of the uh, the music. I guess this is music with, with the trio right now, but it's still great music. Let's, let's play Screw You.
Well, I guess it'd be um, obvious to say that you sound angry there. Uh, was there a specific <laughs> event that kicked off that song? Yeah, it was Donald Trump being elected really kind of sparked that fuel um, and the fire uh, to write that song. But it had been brewing, you know, inside of me for, for the whole. Oh, man. Yeah, it's hard, it's, it's hard to, to express in words, which is why, luckily, thank, thankfully, the, the music um, is, is a resource for me. Um, yeah, I was, I was pretty upset. Um, but now when I sing it, I feel, I feel angry still, but really like hopeful and kind of inspired by, by when, when we play it to the fans and they, they like it and audience members and friends, you know, play it as, as kind of an anthem. It really feels like we're, we're doing something with, with the music. So that's the point. Yeah. You know, when I listen to that, I'm, I'm reminded of Alice Bag, or or even a little bit of Bikini Kill. Um, oh, now, cool! With them, <clears throat> the lyrics often come first. Is that how you write songs, or is it a group effort? All three of you sort of pitch in ideas. Um. Well, recently uh, we've been when we write new songs. Uh, we kind of are in the garage messing around. I'll play a couple chords. Um, Lucky will drop a, a beat on the drums and Jacko will come in with the bass and I'll kind of sing along, make some, make up some lyrics on the spot. But with that song and all the songs you have, um, I wrote those just by myself with a guitar and usually they come together. I don't write, um, lyrics by themselves and then add music, uh, with, yeah, most of the time I sit down and I just need to get something out, and usually a whole song will come out in one, one sit. Okay, well, there's another song in the collection that you sent me that has a different kind of an anger in it. It's uh, it's actually more like annoyance. Um, this is iPhone. <laughs> it is, right? It would be uh, silly to think that uh, you wrote that. Um, would it be silly to think that you wrote that when you were much younger and sitting in detention? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. I wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we were having a conversation offline about who writes songs, and uh, you said that that true. You 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 do most of the songwriting, but but um, the two guys are about to, to chime in. So so. What, what what were you going to say? Well, what I was saying was that one of the greatest things about this band is uh, the collaborative aspect of it, and how Truman will come in with like a sense of uh, not more like sometimes the songs are actually completed, but sometimes there's just fragments or just ideas, and she's very open, and it's a very democratic process in there. Um, but the last few songs that we've done in the studio, studio, our freaking garage, has been. Um, it's been really amazing the way the chemistry between the three of us just jams out and is creating. You asked about the living room or sound and crew mentioned that it's evolving and it is evolving all the time. And, and, uh, this, this sense of what the three of us are, are bringing to it. And it's this, this, uh, energy that we have together is phenomenal. And, and so that's kind of like songs are springing out of that right now. Um, at a very oh, yeah. rapid rate. 
And we hear each other too. Like there's something about a live sound that has carried us all the way through these practices. We practice every single day. Start off a practice usually with a jam session. And then often it's not unusual that out of a jam session comes like a brand new song every like few days or something. Are we going to be seeing or hearing some of these new songs? Say like Monday when you play at the residence, will you slip in some new songs? Hell yes! Come to the residence. You'll hear. You'll hear our. It's our our new set, um, which I feel really confident about. Um, It flows really nicely. Like we do have punk. We have we have melodic songs. We have gentle soft songs, and I feel like this set on Monday is is really just. It's it's the best one we're we we have yet to play, um, and we have a couple new songs still in our back pocket, you know. But yeah, okay. we're playing we're playing more new songs at that show. So, For, um, but it's interesting because the the old the, what what old I mean literally, Jacko was at school until May in New York, so the band really got going in May, and wow. um and so since then we've. <laughs> like had these songs that are so-called old, which we're considering to be on the second record. We have literally 30 songs. Um, and, and it's just been really hard to figure out what our set is going to be. And we've kind of like, should we do this punky set? Should we do this sort of Americana set? Um, it's all living rumors stuff, but it's definitely diverse and versatile. And, and so we're, you're going to hear a song. I think you said you were going to play a song. It's really one of the first songs that Truman brought to the band called Love. Um, and yep. that is you and iPhone. Okay. So let, let me remind our listeners that um, we're listening to the living rumors and that they can um, uh, <clears throat> probably not call in now because we're a little tight on time, but we are getting some emails uh, for you. Uh, we've got uh, Remy in LA who says, I think I have seen you live. How long have you been playing in LA? <laughs> um, I'd say We've been seriously playing, um, boys, would you say about, like, nine months in L.A.? Okay. Live shows? On and off, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. We, started, we started for real in uh, not house shows. Our first show was the study in March, and then we didn't play again because Jacko was at school, so May, really. Yeah. So if this person went to Echo Park Rising, though, that festival, that was good exposure for us. That was a great show for us. So a lot of people got into us there. All right. All right. Well, 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 Remy, you should uh, uh, rummage through your memory and find out uh, where you where yeah, you, where uh, you saw, saw them, and then come on, show up at the resident and talk to them. <laughs> okay, maybe you can check and see Spread if your memory is right. Uh, I want to um, uh, remind our audience in Los Angeles that they are playing this Monday at the resident that's over in the Arts District in DTLA, and you go on stage. You think at nine thirty uh, Monday night? Oh yeah. Okay. Get ready. We have a little surprise. Okay. Uh, Sylvia in Hollywood says, do people ever sing Screw Up uh, along with, with you when you play it live? They have, yeah. My, my oh, close yeah. friends, um, <laughs> I have some friends who really, really dig that song because they're angry too. You know, we're all like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's really a, a powerful mm-hmm message and so yeah it feels really really awesome when people sing along to it all right well it feels good, I'm, I'm, we were talking about your range and the fact that you're punk ish and do melodic songs too so i'm going to play one of those melodic songs that we just mentioned this is love
you know, that, 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 that's really wonderful. Um, uh, and I don't think that's a mastered uh, 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 recording there. That you haven't quite finished no. it. Do, what kind no. of you have some more detailing you want to put on that? What, what, what can you do to that? Yeah, well, it's missing the... <laughs> It's missing the the chorus, you know, the love. Um, uh-huh. I'm singing a harmony. It's intended to have a another vocal line that's like the 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 main one in there. So, and then I want to get a bunch of friends in the studio and just really fill it out in the choruses and especially in the end. Um, kind of like it's a it's a song celebrating love and how we need it. So I. Get some jingles in there, some more tambourines, some shakers. Like, wow. kind of have it feel like there's like a, a love party happening in the studio. And okay, you know, do, do you guys ever giggles. sing? Uh, you, you guys ever sing uh, with her? Oh, oh yeah! Oh my God, yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> I end up. I'm a little bit shy myself. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. <clears throat> could, could could I ask the three of you just to give me a a, a, a little chorus of that song, "Love Together"? <laughs> yeah, you can, you can. We'll see how we we we'll give it a, a I'm, shot. I'm actually down at the drugstore right now uh, because I was getting some flonase because I'm, I'm sick. So I'll do my best. But whoa, if you just give me a the, okay. the, the note, I'll hit it. Count us off. Yeah. Mm. All right. Love. Go. All right. That'll be our love. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Love. love. So strange and stupid love. Maybe maybe do it again. Let's do it. Let's nail it. Maybe next week. No, let's do it. We can do it. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Love. Love. So strange and stupid love. You gotta get. This is really hard. Without that I know. Without the, I, you what, man, I just sprung that on you. So next, next time I have you on the show, uh, you'll know in advance I'm going to ask you, and then you can have it all set up. Right now, I we'll want to play. An- <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I want to play another one of your songs. Um, a really, kind of a special song. This is called uh, "Dirty Rumor." <laughs> I love you. Know, I, I, can, I can listen to that all day long. Um, even though it, it sounds really sweet, it's not really a sweet song. Um, so, no, so where did no, it come no. from? Um, well, I am a 22-year-old, you know, and in L.A., it's just kind of a crazy scene out here. Um, there's a lot of weird competitive energy, some gossip and drama, and I just really am I'm really not into that um, at all, but I get stirred into it, and so that song is about, you know, it's called Dirty Rumor. Um, it's about little secrets and rumors and lies and, you know, just, it's expressing the discomfort and just observing that, um, well, you know, you, you do it, with you, a pretty melody. You do it in such a nice, sweet way. I, I really love that. Um, um, so what's on the horizon? I know you've got a show coming up um, Monday. You said you've got 30 songs together. Um, oh, are we going to see a, um, 
uh, an EP or an album out next year? You will see probably, yeah, both. We, um, I, I, I want to make an album, a really strong album that tells the story of the rumors, you know. Um, but an EP, we have a, a record. We have a record we with three have, songs on it. We have like a three-song EP, a three-song record now with Screw You, iPhone, and you played both of those, and that has this other great kind of romp and rock tune called um, I Want It, which is a lot I of fun. I Want It. Yeah, I have and then um, and then for sure we've got like so the ten new ones that we have recorded we're gonna polish those and we hope to get those done um, by yeah, March or April. A record. You'll be seeing us at South by Coachella. We don't, hope. Don't don't worry. <laughs> we'll be we'll be <laughs> we will, we'll be at all your favorite festivals. Eventually. Just keep okay. spreading rumors. All right. Well, 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 when you do release it, uh, and I, I knew about the um, the other uh, the EP, but it's on it's only on vinyl though, isn't it? That you put out five hundred copies. Only on, on vinyl. vinyl. Yeah. yeah. Okay, which is a little limited for my audience. So I. It's a little limited. I I, uh, they can download <laughs> yeah. um, two of the songs. They can download iPhony and uh, or stream iPhony and uh, and screw you from Apple Music and Spotify. Okay, we have a right. SoundCloud with, with more of our songs, if you really like it, if you okay. need it. All right. Well, when you put out that, that EP or that album, let me know. We will bring you back on. Uh, but right now, Ooh. thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I mean, I am really, really appreciate it. Thank you. It's a pleasure. We, we appreciate Thanks it. for having it's us. First, this uh, was fun. First interview. It's really fun. <laughs> All right, that's the Living Rumors. And like I said, if you're in Los Angeles, catch them live at the residence. That's over in the Arts District, December 10th, Monday. Follow them, follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for updates. Check out their Spotify uh, stream where you can, you can stream their music and uh, also their Bandcamp page. And, and uh, you really want to keep your eye on this band because they are going places. And we're going places, too. We're going off the air, right? You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page, and you follow our Twitter feeds, you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Download this and other Music Friday programs uh, at blogtalkradio.com or on iTunes. Yes, we are also a podcast as well as a radio broadcast. Tune in next week. We're going to talk with Aidy who is also Lisa Snyderman. And not only does she make wonderful music, but she has a new book out. And we're going to have a surprise guest. So check out that uh, Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll let you all let you know all about it. And uh, we're going to say, uh, I want to say, uh, have a great musical weekend, which is what we always say. And I'm going to play a little bit more of love. These days I can't